Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, everybody. I'm here with Lauren Ruth Ward. Uh, we're about to do a pajamas segment, so let's get into it. So you were born in Baltimore. Um, can you tell me like, what were some of the hangout spots that you went to when you were younger? When I was younger, um, well, I lived there when I was uh, like from like one to six, and then we moved. Um, but my mom, I mean, when I was really little, wherever my mom took me, <laughs> yeah, my sister, my mom raised my sister and I, so we were just like, she took us to the baseball games at Camden Yards. Mm-hmm. Um, she had a bunch of friends that lived all over, so we would go visit them. But Did you... I didn't really go and hang places when I was like six, six or seven. Yeah. yeah. And then I went back when I was um, in my early teens, mid-teens, and I used to go to this place called Sonar. It does not exist anymore. Um, what is that? It's a, it's a venue club. I used to see shows there. And then on Fridays, um, I think one of the reasons why I closed down is because of, I used to, it was like an 18 and up um, it's called an indie techno dance party. It was called Taxlow. And uh-huh. um, yeah, that was, that was like the highlight of my Friday. And they didn't, they didn't card, which is, I think, why they closed down. <laughs> but yeah, I was like 16 um, and had like a really bad fake ID. But did you ever get caught with it? I did not get caught with it, but I lent it to a friend who lent it to one of her friends that I was like, don't lend it to her because she's sketchy. And I was right and she got it taken away, which sucked. But I'm like a little sentimental. At the time that she lost it, I was already 21. Oh. But I, it brought, that ID brought me so much joy. And so I wanted to like From everything it. you did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, and I, I wanted to like frame it and just be like, there she is. Her name was Christmas. She, um, the, 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 the girl who gave me the ID. Her name was is her. Christmas? Yeah. I won't say her full name because she's actually, um, she's turned out to be like a, a social media famous, um, I won't say gotcha. what she does either. <laughs> yeah, because I, yeah, but she was, she's really cool. Can assume. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's cool. Um, what was your household like? Like, what, do you remember like what your room looked like when you were still living in Baltimore? Or? I just always had posters up. Mm-hmm. So I always had like. Um, I would have like a wall dedicated to an artist. So I'd have like a Brittany Walker, Tina Wall, and NSYNC wall, and a Justin wall, and then everybody else would be on the ceiling. It's like, my mom was pretty cool. She let me paint um, my bedrooms. And mm-hmm. one time I did like um, hot pink with black trim, and then like the inside of my closet would be black, and the shelves would be pink. I'm just. Was that like middle school or something? Or high school? This is steadily. Probably like from 10 to when I moved out at 19. That's what I would do. We lived in 19 different houses. Oh my God. We moved around a lot. 19? That's a lot. Mm -hmm. I also read that like you described your mom as like bohemian. Um, What was it like being raised by her and having a single parent? Um, My mom is super loving and that's like her... 
that's her strength. And she's just very supportive and um, which was really great for me to be able to just, you know, want to express myself because mm. I was always like wanting to color my hair, um, express myself in my room and, yeah. you know, in, in any way. Yeah. I wanted a guitar. I was 10. She bought it for me. It was just like, I never had to like argue or fight to be like, I really want to go to hair school. Like she was always supportive. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, she's just more of like the love and support and like the, I guess, um, yeah, versus, you know, being like more of the book smart, you know, she wasn't very disciplinary. Mm -hmm. um, she kind of just like had like an, like let me flow, which was mm -hmm. nice was and she helpful. Like, was she like that with your sister too? Yeah, yeah. But my sister is, um, is definitely more rebellious just naturally. My sister is more of a rule follower, which is just like, just happens like mm. you just who you are I think yeah. like I think my like nature kicked my nurture's ass uh -huh. um, yeah so like some you'd, you'd kind of look back and be like my sister was like an easy kid just coincidentally because mm. like that's what she like she wanted to come home and do her homework whereas I was like I am gonna be on my bike until my mom comes out screaming where am I <laughs> so, oh my god just naturally <laughs> yeah. yeah but that's you know Kind of like a foreshadowing to who you become as an adult. Yeah. Um, so on the flip side of your mom, like you don't really talk too much about your dad, or from what I've noticed. My something. dad's awesome. I talk really? about my dad often. Really? Okay. Yeah. I talk about my dad. Right. My dad, my stepmom, and my mom are my parents. Um, my dad, and my stepmom got married when I was like two. I was like a, a month away from being three, mm -hmm. and. Um, they're awesome. I, di I didn't really see my dad much growing up because it was you know, every other weekend, which is like, you know, so many millennials who have baby boomer parents. That's like what it, that's yeah. just kind of like how it is, which yeah. sucks because you don't really get to know your parent. Um, but when I moved out when I was 19, um, I started making the effort to hang out with my dad more and that was 10 years ago. And yeah, my dad's, he's hilarious. He's very talkative. He'll make friends with strangers. Uh -huh. um, he knows a little about a lot. He's always got something to contribute to conversations. And um, he is really good with music history. And so I got a lot of my, um, my musical influences from all my parents. But like my dad would be the one that would be like, he'd be, you know, driving and be like, okay, what album is this off of? Oh, what wow. year? And I'd like be like, uh, yeah, and yeah, but I, my sister and I liked it. Like uh -huh. it was fun. It was like a game or something. Yeah, like tricks, like Houses of the Holy would come on. And he'd be like, Wood Zeppelin album is this all of? And he'd be like, oh goodness, physical graffiti, right? It's not on Houses of the Holy, it's on physical graffiti. <laughs> I don't think anyone. But I'd be like, yeah, and then guess the year and be like, oh. and get it, you know, be fun. Uh, so you guys are like so close today. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I am very lucky to have the support um, from three, all three parents. Yeah. And my sister too. She's so supportive. Yeah, like I hear that like you have a really close relationship with her. Yeah. Yeah, and like she has a niece now. Or you have a niece now. Yeah, I have a, a niece and yeah. a nephew. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, what's it yeah. like being an aunt? It's so awesome. It sucks <laughs> being in California and they're in Maryland. They're just so stinking cute. <laughs> <laughs> and my niece is, my sister's just such a super mom and just a superhuman in general. I've always felt that way about her. She's always been 
a really good egg and very like naturally nurturing. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember because she's my big sister. Yeah, I remember how mothering and like just um, a natural lover she is, just like my mom. Yeah, I was about to say, I wonder if she got it from. Oh yeah, we both got it from my mom. We both like are touchers, and you know, is that like part of your love language, like physical touch? It is, but actually, mine is um, communication. Mm -hmm. Like I, my like, if like I'm like feeling misunderstood, like you can hold up my walls just by saying, "I understand. I understand what you're saying." Like that just Mm -hmm. get, and like so many people. Be like, well, of course I understand. I'm like, well, say it. You know, it's like so many people don't do that. Yeah. I like to um, communicate that to like my partner and my my friends and stuff. Yeah. And I'm just like, I just, you can totally disagree. I think it's like, I'm like, I expect for like, you know, when you're in an argument for the end result to still disagree, but still respect each other and be like, That's I what it should be totally. Yeah. Ideally, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like just respect. Yeah. 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 Totally. Going back and could you tell me about like high school then? Like what were your friends like then? I was friends with a lot of people. I was friends with like people who did drama. I was friends with, I was in, I did cheerleading for a couple years. I um, was friends with people who skateboarded, like lots of mm-hmm. different cliques. Um, and yeah, it was pretty, pretty all over the place. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, you know, for game day, I had like cornrows and Chuck Taylors and was just like, you know, and then like singing with my friends who were like doing like the coffee houses and stuff. But then, you know, always contradicting my friend groups. And yeah. Kind of like, you hang out with that person? And I'm like, yeah, bye. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, you hang out with this? And I'm like, uh huh, bye. The, I went to I went to two different high schools and the second high school I went to was like way less clicky and kind of a bit more like free flowing mm-hmm. just the energy there and that was like um, a better experience for me because no one likes being pressured yeah I just didn't like I had like an issue with some like pressuring years of like you know not hang don't hang out with this person that person it's so nice being a grown up and people like yeah. don't have the time to care about who you hang out with or like who you're uh, it's such a it's a losing battle to like try to please the, to only hang out with the people that like you are f- like your friends don't get along with do you remember mm-hmm. that, that yeah was, like, when you're in like high school you think like oh I have to like, I can't be friends barriers totally yeah. yeah I can't be friends with her because she used to date him and now mm-hmm. my friend dates him or something you know yeah. and just be like oh my god that took so much energy <laughs> and like because you care about your friend and you're just like I can't keep track yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, could you tell me about like when like I think you got expelled in your junior year? Yeah. What, what could you tell me like about what that was like and what your feelings were at the time? So I was attending a pretty strict high school, mm-hmm. and so they just didn't have like um, they had a zero drug and alcohol policy, and I got gotcha. caught smoking pot, so they kicked me out. And now it's legal in California. And now it's legal. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing was bullshit, but I mean, I guess you know. It's, you know, it's a, drugs are, um, you know, I use them these days as like a celebration, whether the drug is alcohol, because alcohol is a drug, um, and it's like after a long day of work, or like a really heavy show, like having a drink to celebrate, um, or 
if it's like you just like worked a bunch and like you have this nice beautiful sunny day and you want to meditate and sometimes smoking a little weed like helps me fall mm -hmm. into meditation or just kind of it works for my chemicals um, to kind of like because I'm always thinking and like you know yeah it's nice um, and I do believe that you know it's you need to have like a little bit more life experience to know how to use those these beautiful enlightenments mm -hmm. um, and not abuse them and I was definitely just like a teenager teenage angst kind of like escaping you know like get high like mm -hmm. smoke weed go to class like so yeah I understand it, it was a nice um, it was a nice kick in the tush but it was just like I immediately was like yeah I, I clearly like um, the second school that I went to was just like way more chill and that was um, I'm really fortunate for that experience just because I met like my um, some really close friends mm -hmm. I had some good friends at my first high school but it was like a nice um, it's just nice yeah are you still in touch with any of those people today I'm in touch with all my friends that's awesome but are you not? No, I, I mean, like, she's my friend from, since, like, kindergarten. Yeah. Same thing from high school, but... Um, totally. I think... And also, like, social media makes it so easy mm -hmm. for people to stay in touch. Yeah. Yeah. I, know, I was just thinking, because, like, I know... I go back for baby shower. I mean, it's like, yeah, totally, as we're, like, embarking on, like, you know, the next um, phase of life. I've got some friends getting married, having kids. Like yeah, your sister? Just, yeah. Like my sister. Yeah. yeah, it's so nice to to be able to, like... It's like a way that I love social media because I can be like, oh my God, he's so big. <laughs> it's so crazy because yeah. it sucks being away, you know, mm -hmm. for, in that regard. Are most of your friends and like family still in like East Coast, Baltimore-ish area or are they, have any of them moved around? My family all lives in Maryland, but I have friends everywhere. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, you were talking about drugs um, a bit earlier. Could you tell me like about some of like the most enlightening trips you've had? Um, I the first time I did mushrooms, I was fifteen, and it was very mild. And I didn't do them again until I was about twenty-one, and then they didn't work. And then I did them again when I was twenty-six, when I moved out here four years ago. Um, I mean, they're all enlightening. I don't have, like, far-fetched stories like most people. I don't really, I don't really, I don't take the amount to, like, really trip, 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 because mm -hmm. I don't need that. That's not for me. Um, but I do enjoy, um, let me think. Um, yeah, I didn't start doing them, really, until I was 26, about four years ago. And um, I know some people in California who grow their own, and so that feels really nice, like a safety net mm -hmm. to know exactly where they come from. And um, my 29th birthday, um, my partner and I and a bunch of my friends went to Joshua Tree, uh, you know, so cliche. <laughs> uh, and, you know, had like a two-day just like, um, phones off um, and that was really nice to just be around a bunch of friends and be around nature and mm -hmm. pretty typical like you know we are you are just this Joshua Tree has this um, effect on me and I feel like most people because it just has this energy 
and it's not like anything that's on the East Coast. So when I, I fell in love with the Joshua Tree immediately. First time I went was my 27th birthday, two years before that. And I feel like when you're in Joshua Tree and the air is so clean and the sky is so clear and the stars are so bright, you can't help but just wash away, you know, your worries like just in an instant and you have control of that you just push them away because you just know that you're just so small mm -hmm. <laughs> just like one little stinker especially when you're in the desert and there's like nothing around you and you're just realizing that everything you think about is not exactly. important yeah and everyone's feeling the same way too yeah 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 um so you recently moved out here like 2015 mm -hmm. um what was like that transition like to go from maryland to here it was um, wild. I had a life in Maryland that I did not hate. So it was like, um, you know, bittersweet to leave. And um, this is the first time I had worked solidly for 11 years. And so it was the first time that I was like taking time off. Mm -hmm. I worked like 15 to 26. And from 19 to 26, I was doing hair five to six days a week and had a wedding and my wedding business on the side and that was it's just like saying farewell to clients was like painful mm -hmm. as any person who loves their hairstylist or hairstylist knows it's like it's a friendship that you curate mm -hmm. naturally and it's you're not just telling like your boss hey I'm gonna be moving you're having you're telling 300 people yeah one at a time so that was like heartbreaking um, but it was a battle to like get out here, you know, to, I, but it was also so rewarding once I got out here and I was like, oh yeah, my boss was right. My boss at, um, I worked at a place called Ula Lal in historic Ellicott City, um, for almost five years. It's like really where I formed my forming, um, years as a hairstylist. And my boss, Sheila Lau, an owner and sister, mentor, incredible human being, incredible stylist, um, she was like, she could like see my like, you know, just like draining, like, oh my God, what are people going to do? And she's just like, people will be okay. They'll figure it out. And it's like, once I got out here, I was just like, oh yeah, I am me and I don't belong to anyone else. And that's like a... And that's not what anyone did to me. It's like what I did to myself, you know. My, I was always supported by like my clients and, you know, they were, mm -hmm. but it was, yeah, it was tough to get out here. That's awesome though, that they were really, like really supportive of you. Like For the most part, I mean, days where you don't have, um, you're not, you don't, you don't have like the strength to just even hear someone be like, really? No. Mm. You're gonna sing? I didn't know you even sang. Like that was so common because mm -hmm. I wasn't singing or performing. Yeah. 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 I would like so do someone's hair for like five years and they'd be like, my daughter showed me this video view on YouTube. I had no idea you sang. And I was like, yeah. It's just like something I kept. Was that like, cause obviously- And then you... that was bananas. Like once I came out here, that transition, like getting on a stage and singing, mm -hmm. I was like, ugh. Yeah. But, but it always was fun. Which is my next question. Um, we actually, me and Megan, we saw you live like this one time. And I know when I was reading that you were like performing a show every week. Um, like what was that like? I feel like that's just like a crazy, like intense work ethic. 
Well, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I like working. So, that was, it was fun. I mean, like, it was like, kind of, um, what I needed to do and what I wanted to do. So it was mm. great. It was really fun. I, I miss it. I miss playing um, more because it's a cathartic mm. uh, activity for me. So sometimes I get like a little crunchy, not getting like what you need to like have a happy soul um, and always just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Makes, yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. yeah it's, it's like awesome having a full team and you know having a booking agent is like one of the hardest they're all hard things to find everyone's like a label is the hardest thing to find publicist the right manager they're all hard to find because mm -hmm. there's so many different ways to do this music thing and you just have to find people that actually agree with the way that you want to do your thing so that it just mm -hmm. everyone just does but it's like really hard to be on a, to get signed to a booking agent mm -hmm. um, as a baby band, especially. So yeah. I'm like very respectful of that. But it's, it's a bummer when, you know, playing live is something that like feeds my soul and my creativity and just feeds my art, art in general. Mm -hmm. After I perform, I, this sounds narcissistic, but I, I, I inspire myself by, <laughs> Just, just, just in general, energy, yeah, just, yeah. just, yeah, just the, yeah, it's, um, to put it in words would, I, I'd just be lying, I don't know, it's like, some, it's unexplainable, mm -hmm. but after I play, I can write more music, it's just like, yeah, which is nice to know that it's like, this is a natural thing that I'm doing, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, got it. Which I think it would have to be, no one could like force themselves yeah. to be a musician, you'd be very unhappy person and if you like didn't the want emotion to. would just not be there yeah. at all. Yeah. yeah, I'd be like, why are you doing that? Yeah. Um, so you've performed, or like you have like a soft spot for like the Echo, right? I have a soft spot for a lot of venues. Can you tell me like about some of the venues that are like really close to your heart? Uh, the Echo, um, Harvard and Stone, uh, and for different reasons, um, but mainly that they were a part of my journey. This whole time, you oh, know, okay. like even going to shows there, it's and mm -hmm. like the the teams that are there, like the the, the doormen, the liaisons, mm -hmm. the the bookers, mm -hmm. the bartenders. You know, they they become family. Especially when you see them all the time. Yeah. Yeah, or even just like they were there for something that was like pivotal for you, mm -hmm. and so then even if you don't go, if even if I don't like, I've got like you know. Reclusive moments where I'm just like working on my music, and so like, but it doesn't. The relationship doesn't skip a beat. Like I'll recluse for like three months and go out to like mm -hmm. a million shows, and then I'm like, what's up? I'm back, yeah. Yeah, and it's just like, how you been? Like I've been good. Yeah. How you been? Or like you go on tour, you know, you're gone for a while. Mm -hmm. um, I also love Belita um, Carroll. She's a KCRW DJ, and she puts on an incredible, moderately unplugged acoustic. Um, show every single Wednesday night at the Hollywood Standard. Mm -hmm. I love the Standard, yeah. yeah. It's a cool place. She's been doing that for eight years. Good for her. Yeah, and yeah. it's always, um, the ones that I've played are always just so, um, so much fun. I always meet a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, she does like lots of collaborative shows where she'll do like, um, um, like a Woodstock night 
and uh, I did one uh, Leonard Cohen night and uh, yeah and then also just going to them she always has somebody who's uh, like on my list to see I swear I'm like you've you, you have the password to my like just read <laughs> to your mind yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no but she just knows it's so good and I've seen like some of my favorite artists in my favorite way which is unplugged and you know raw yeah setting I love that because it feels genuine and you're not just like seeing it like you perfected. Know, well, you know what? I take that back. I like seeing artists in all ways, but um, that does something to me. That always like triggers like way more inspiration. I get so inspired from seeing live music mm -hmm. and um, but I totally like I just visited my partner and she's uh, on tour and she was doing its festival season and so I was just like we got to see so many people perform, and it was just like, I also love those grandiose uh, performances mm -hmm. where it's like dancers and this and that. Like yeah. Rosalia just like blew my mind. Mm -hmm. I saw her at, um, I forget, we were like in Germany or Belgium, I forget what, it was on a tour, kind of yeah. goes together. But yeah, like I, I love that too. And a lot of being an artist, you know, so much of it, so much goes into that. Mm -hmm. It's just like, you have to be able to appreciate that as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you also registered to vote in 2018, was it? Um, what like inspired you to do that then? The current political climate and um, having conversations with um, some people in my community who follow um, closely uh, a lot of what's going on and they were kind of, um, they create this Eduardo, my guitarist, and one of my good friends, Tess, who does a lot of like filming, she comes on tour with us and is very much so part of my art. Um, the two of them, are, they can comprehend what is going on on a level that I feel very like daunted when I'm like reading and uh, reading about everything that's going on, um, this law and that law and this law, and, that, and it's very, I feel like I'm kind of drowning and like I just kind of like have always been like I, they, they're, they're all evil like it's all evil all politicians are evil um, but because there actually is evil running the country right now um, opening up the conversation with friends like that who also create the safe space to be like you don't you it takes a long time to understand what's going on and like let me help you understand I'm like I have so many questions and then the long rides on tour will just like um, you know, go back and forth and talk about what's going on in the world and I was just like cool and then also on this like note um, you've like posted also about like uh, just like waste in general so like produce and then like fashion um, what kind of like cultivated that interest for being concerned or like saving yeah um, I have always been that way I don't know, I just kind of, it's like, I remember when I was like 15 and I really realized, really found out, um, noticed recycling, and um, that's when it started to become more of like a household thing in the States, I feel, like in the 2000s, there's, I'm starting to get recycling bins. My stepmom's really cool, she, uh, she, her, my grandmother's really cool, started recycling and composting in the 60s and the 70s, like they just knew, and, uh -huh. and my my stepmom, 
who was born in the 60s. She just did it her whole life. And I remember in the 90s, just driving like to Ocean City, um, which is like the Maryland beach to go to, like the main one, and driving across the Chesapeake Bay Bridge. And like when you'd pay the toll, they'd give like little like pamphlets about recycling and preserving the bay because it's so polluted. I think the best thing that happened to Top 40 Radio is that um, thrift store song because it's a trend right now, which is great. Everyone wants to thrift and buy something from a second-hand store yeah. and a vintage store because it's what's cool, but thank goodness that's a trend. I know. Like, we've been talking about, like, your past and, like, your present right now. Um, so what are um, some, like, goals you have for the future, like, both in life and music? Um, we are touring all most of October, November, and a little bit of December. Before that, we are releasing our sixth and seventh single that we've released this year, coming up. Wise Gal's gonna be out on um, August 9th, and then a song called Super Bullshit's coming out around my birthday, I haven't decided yet. And both of those will have music videos. I have a side project with Chris Hess of Swim called Aging Actress. We have um, some big shows coming up in LA, and then we're beginning a lot of love, which has been so cool. And I'm learning how to harmonize oh, <laughs> very uh, quicker. Like thinking of harmonies has been, yeah, I'm doing it to grow as a songwriter and just because Chris is like doing it to grow in all ways, not just as a songwriter, but because I'm just so turned on by Chris's writing because he's a fucking genius. I'm taking off um, from doing hair for two months, which is something I haven't done. Um, since I moved out here, so I'm just focusing my music, which is great because a lot of energy, creative energy and communication goes into that job. So I'm excited to put everything I have into music. So mm -hmm. Eddie and I are going to be releasing, writing and recording. This is all, yeah, a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. <laughs> but it's great. It's like, you know, just the usual. Stimulating work, yeah. The usual heavy workload of... Um, musician mm. what what we have to what we want and have to do yeah awesome
certain sobering things in 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 the music industry that will kind of make you feel like I'm successful and there's ones that will make you feel like you're a king so mm -hmm. you just got to fake the rough with this move yeah we have I'd say we're successful yeah right? and, and like stupidly lucky to be able to do it dubstep took a dip and like our own country where, where it's from wouldn't play it on the radio you know it, it was getting no love so for for Josh to have kind of kept playing dubstep even in all of that climate mm. you, know, you, you know when you could have been playing house and other things you know and I'm not naming names I'm not chatting shit I'm just saying like there's a certain amount to be said for acts that don't you know stray too far from the path of the cause so like I always say the same band comes back to them every time but Iron Maiden have done the same record for like 35 years it's always the same branding it's the same type of tunes it's it's like that's why they're they're still relevant and they're still big today and still selling sh shows out because you know they've given their fan base exactly what they want so once you have a fan base which most of have it's really important to not alienate them or push them away and give them stuff that they they don't want or or, or are interested in you know, yeah. you, you know but at the same time is playing to like the people that make you a band you got to keep yourself happy and mm -hmm. fulfilled so it's it's a balance yeah I love balance. this. Yeah, thank you so much. No worries, no worries. <laughs> Bye.